Good morning, my brothers and sisters, visitors. Today, I have the distinct pleasure of sharing the message with you. Today's message is entitled, Jesus and the Rich. This is part two to the message shared last week by our brother Richard Babylon, who did a wonderful job in part one, where he did a message titled, Jesus and the Poor. Before we begin, I pray to God for a double portion of his blessings to deliver this message this morning. I pray that the Holy Spirit so dwell in me at this time to magnify the name of God and bring clarity from his word. Let us pray. O oh, gracious God, I thank you for today. Thank you for waking us all up this morning, spirit and life to see another day, God. Father God, I pray that the message that I'm about to deliver this morning, God, bring clarity to your word, lift your name up on high, and magnify it so powerfully, God. Gracious God, I pray for the hearers of this message, that they so discern what I'm about to preach, and your word be glorified in this land. I pray all these things through your son Jesus' name. Amen. For the message today, I have two points. Point number one, money is not the problem. And point number two, but for the love of money is the problem. I know the preaching about money can be challenging for some. So I trust God to allow me to speak humbly and for a, a discerning air of the hearers. Point number one, my friends, money is not the problem when we examine the bible we see many stories of wealth and riches some good some not so good but we know there are many god-fearing wealthy persons in the bible as we examine the scriptures we see many of them scattered throughout in the old testament and in the new testament example Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, etc. We know about the wealth of King Solomon. He prayed for wisdom. God gave him wealth as well. Solomon's first desire was from, not for money, but God gave it to him anyway. We know about Job's wealth. And we'll come back to the story of Job a little bit later down. Richard shared last week the story of Zacchaeus, the tax collector. In Luke 19, we learn there when you make great effort to encounter and experience Jesus, you can be rewarded fully. And Zacchaeus experienced this firsthand. And Zacchaeus was a tax collector. A tax collector back then, a man who was scorned. But Zacchaeus made an effort to encounter Jesus and he was so fully rewarded for that. We know that Jesus neither favored money nor poverty. He said, and I quote, Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's and unto God what is God's. That is in Mark 12, 17. Jesus interacted with the least of these. 
the beggars, prostitutes, lames, blinds, and etc. He did not discriminate against them. Jesus also interacted with the elites, kings, priests, the Pharisees, tax collectors, and etc. Likewise, Jesus did not discriminate against this group as well. Jesus was not interested in their financial status. He was not interested in their wealth. He was, however, interested in their hearts. After all, Jesus came to do his father's work, and that he did. He did his father's work, and he completed his father's work. And money was not an issue. So my friend, money was never the problem. As a member of Hope Worldwide, I understand the importance of money and the need for it to advance our cause. Here in Trinidad and Tobago, the wider region and the world. We just heard a contribution message and the church need for money. Not only to allow it to spread the gospel here in Trinidad and Tobago, but to also meet the needs of those who are less fortunate among us. So when we examine the book of Acts, brothers and sisters, when we examine the book of Acts, we saw the hearts of the many disciples there. Their willingness to give of their possessions to meet the needs of each other. Money was not a problem for them. However, there was one couple. We saw the story of Ananias and Sapphira, who also sold their land, right? That's what the scripture said. They sold their land. However, they lied about the amount they sold it for. And for that, they paid with their lives. Money for them was a problem. Fast forward today, how many people we see die prematurely due to unhealthy pursuit of money and riches? We see organized crimes, drug deals, drug dealers, criminal gangs. These guys, they kill, they maim, they destroy. Like we see, that is Satan, right? As described in the book of Acts. So, when you go after money and you start loving money, it becomes a problem. But if you pursue Jesus and you go about it the right way, money is not a problem. But some may argue that Christians die in all sorts of circumstances as well. The difference is, death for believers is a blessing, more so than a curse. We have life through Christ. The story of Job. When we look at the story of Job in the scriptures, this man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. In Job chapter 1. The thing with Job is, he was rich. Job is what he would describe as a wealthy man. Job had cows and sheep and all sorts of animals livestock. He also had seven sons and several daughters. But the thing with Joseph with Job is 
His riches did not keep him from God. He understood he had one master and that was God. Money didn't blind him. Or we'll say he was not blinded by money. So when Satan came from roaming throughout the earth and saw Job, you know, and talking to God, all right, he decided, well, that deal was made. He decided now to go and take everything away from him. Satan expects Job to turn from God, sin, and die. Even his wife expected this of him. But Job understood his relationship with God. And riches was not going to affect that. Job said instead, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. What such humility of a man. Lost his children, lost all his possession, but still have the right frame of mind to give God praise. Because he understands earthly wealth passes away, but heavenly wealth is there waiting. So you see, my friends, money is not the problem. But your heart and love for it might be. Amen. Point number two. For the love of money is the problem. A story I read earlier this week about a woman, a former police officer in South Africa. She killed five members of her family and her boyfriend for money in an elaborate insurance scheme. The woman in 2018 poisoned and strangled one of her sister. The 46-year-old woman got caught when the person she hired to kill another of her sister and her two children went to the police and made a report. Needless to say, a sting operation was set up and they got it all on tape, her plotting to wipe out the remainder of her family. So she can get at least another 90,000 US dollars in insurance claim. For the, for the love of money, people will do all kinds of things, evil things to obtain it, as we see in the case of this woman. On the flip side, for the love of money, of the kingdom of God, a man should give up all of his possession to get it. In Matthew 13, 44-46, Jesus shared two parables. He said, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. Then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Jesus sees the kingdom of heaven as more valuable than all the riches on earth. In the two parables, he shared the man and the merchant sold all they had so they can obtain the kingdom of heaven. 
So brothers and sisters, friends, what do you see riches as? Earthly possession or obtaining the kingdom of heaven? I leave you with that question. Sadly, everyone is not like this. Everyone is not going to sold all their possession and give up everything that they have to obtain the kingdom of heaven. Richard shared with us last week from the book of Luke, the story of the rich young ruler who left Jesus a sad man as he found difficulty parting with his wealth. Although he desired the kingdom of heaven, he did not desire it enough to give up the worship of his money and as Jesus told him to sell all that he has and give it to the poor. We found out that he went away feeling very sad because he had great wealth. He did not desire to part with his wealth. I want to continue that story from Mark 10, 20, verse 23. And we're going to go all the way through it. Verse 23. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. This, when the rich young ruler walked away. Jesus let them know, his disciples, that is, in verse 25, as the disciples was there with him at the time. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Note well, Jesus did not say impossible, but Jesus understand the power of money and he knows that riches can be a hindrance to one's salvation so yes if, if you understand the eye of a needle this is a small gate on a larger gate on the wall in in, in um, israel at the time and for the camel to get through that eye it has to kneel and go through the gate so, but if you look at the size of a camel in comparison to the size of a human being, the thing is, for the human being to get through the eye of a needle, think about it, you have to kneel and you have to yield to God. And that's the um, comparison Jesus was trying to make there. You have to remove the money from you, separate yourself from money and give your heart to God. My dear brothers and sisters, we are all earthly beings and we desire earthly riches. Indeed, like Kohela tells us in um, Ecclesiastes, he says, get it, get wealth. But I say to you, while you go for it, don't go at it where you reach a point where you desire more than you desire God or even cannot differentiate between the two. You reach a point where you're lost. You, do, you don't know who to love because you so want your money and the, and the nice life that you think you have here on earth that you forget about the kingdom of heaven. 
In 1 Timothy 6 verse 10, it states, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some covet after, they have erred from their faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. In verse 17, it says, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Paul knew what the heart of the rich were like. He didn't say, tell them. He said, command them. A strong approach, one might say, but a necessary one. But if we go back to verse 10, it didn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money. So I repeat, money is not the problem. It is the love of money. When we become so in love with money, we are blinded. We lost track. Right? And that's why Paul said, command those who are rich. Because he understand where their hearts might be. And how easy it is for them to become elitist and separate themselves from the scripture and separate themselves from the body as well. The principle here, brothers and sisters, is for us to not place our hope and trust in things that are fleeting. You know, some may say, when I get money, I will buy this. I will get this house. I will contribute this to the church and give that. I see that is rubbish. Pardon my language. I think that is misguided and false motive. You don't want that for all that you're saying. You want that to satisfy that earthly need that you have inside. You want that to show off. Well, not so all of us, right? But you think about the motive for why you want the money. Think about the motive why you want riches. Because when you read the scripture... And you, if you read it in its entirety, you will see where it says, I can do all things, meaning you, me, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right? Philippians 4 verse 13. So money is not going to allow you to do all those things. God is through his son, Jesus Christ. Money is not the problem but the love of money is Jesus loved the rich and encourages wealth but he despised the heart of the man that worshiped and coveted money you cannot have two masters you will hate the one and love the other as Jesus emphasized in Matthew 6 24 you cannot serve both God and money Continuing in verse 26 of Mark chapter 10. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. 
but not with God. All things are possible with God. Then Peter spoke up. We have left everything to follow you. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children and fields along with persecution and stick a note under there along with persecution and in the age to come eternal life but many who are first will be last and the last will be first so interesting point jesus made there you are going to inherit all these things on the earth but wait now he said along with persecution do we want all the riches without the persecution? No, it is a package deal. You can't have one without the other. It means that you have to go out there and preach the word of, of um, God. Preach the good news of Jesus Christ as proclaimed in Matthew 28. So you've got to let your wealth glorify God as well. Give to the poor. Contribute and build up the kingdom. Otherwise, you are just like the rich young ruler, not wanting to depart with your wealth. So you will go away feeling sad. So you gain wealth, but yet you lose your salvation. Is that what you want? You see, it is not about earthly riches, but riches beyond earthly comprehension. I repeat, it is not about earthly riches, but riches beyond earthly comprehension. For us who declare ourselves disciples by saying Jesus is Lord and baptizing for the forgiveness of sins, Jesus says, let us, Jesus, let us know that foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to rest his head. Matthew 8 20. During his ministry, Jesus had no need for earthly possession or wealth. But Jesus does not despise the wealthy. As a matter of fact, he wants his people to be wealthy. As we see in Mark 10 29, verse Mark 10 29 to 30. Jesus promised wealth to his followers in the age when we possess the earth and in the one to come where we inherit the kingdom of heaven and as i conclude brothers and sisters the natural question i have for you are who is your master and how does jesus view of money and riches impact your belief my brothers and sisters Riches are good. Money is very good. Conversely, the lack of riches is not so much such a, such a bad thing after all. It may even be better. As the scripture demonstrates, it is about your heart and where your true worship resides. 
May the word of God be with you. May our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with you. Be safe. Be blessed. Amen.